It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked on Reds. And here we go. <laughs> what is up, Reds fans? Welcome into the show. I, I, I'm sorry. I was looking at some, just kind of doing some research, looking at some numbers, and I saw on Twitter... From the Fox 19 account, uh, showed that said that a teenage girl videotaped herself putting a dog into a dryer. Just what have we come to? Social media. I, I'm telling you what, it is showing the good, the bad, and the ugly of society. But anyway, back to the Reds. The Reds drop three to one to the Nationals on Tuesday night. Another frustrating loss. And it seems like either if they win, they're sneaking on in. And if they lose, well, they ain't going to the playoffs anyway. So let's leave that all to bed. We're just going to take a look at this particular game. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, in the Himalaya Podcasting app. Also, hit us up on Twitter at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Tell you what, most of you probably already do follow it, but the Lockdown Reds account is currently sitting at 999 followers. Who's going to be the thousandth follower? Go check them out at Lockdown Reds. Also, give us a call on the Lockdown Reds line. I do have a call I want to get to later on in this episode, but always open for your reactions, your rants, your questions, your concerns, all that good stuff. 513-549-0159. And uh, Tuesday night was a night to rant about. And not even necessarily because of just the game that it was, but it's the third loss in a row. The Reds win three in a row, they lose three in a row. That is what 2019 has been. They are the quintessential 500 ball club, and they've been fun. They've been interesting. They've been entertaining. They're a 500 ball club. That's what they are. 
and I said we're not going to get into whole big picture stuff. So whatever, that's it. That's all I'm saying about that. Let's talk about Tuesday night's game. Alex Wood threw five innings of three-run ball and really didn't look too terrible. I mean, he did give up a couple of hits there, six hits, but had four strikeouts on the night and no walks issued to the Nationals hitters. But he was pulled after five, and then Lucas Sims came in, pitched a pair of innings. He pitched a clean sixth, and then in the seventh inning, made it really interesting by walking the first two batters he faced. But he was able to get out of that jam without giving up a run. And then finishing off the night for the Reds on the mound was the indomitable Robert Stevenson. Bob Steve had a good night, a perfect night with one strikeout. So the pitching did its job, but as in many a night and many a day in 2019, the hitting did not. Now, they did have nine hits, and in fact, with two walks, they had plenty of runners on base, and in fact, there was a tweet from Nick Kirby that I retweeted, and I'm like, boy, this if this isn't the microcosm of the 2019 Reds... There were four straight innings where the tying run was on base. And they were never able to bring him around. The the most damaging one, I thought, was the eighth inning. The eighth inning, they had the top of the lineup up. Jesse Winker and Joey Votto both just had phenomenal nights. Multi-hit games, two hits for both Winker and Votto. Votto even added a walk to his ledger on Tuesday night. And you had the top of the lineup up. Aristides Aquino's up. There's two men on base. And he pops out lazily to the shortstop. Aristides Aquino 0 for 4 on the night. He did not strike out. So I think he's seen the ball fine. It's just I think he's trying to do too much with each swing. So we see him maybe dial it back a little bit and understand he can hit a 118-mile-an-hour single sometimes if he needs to. But all in all, the lineup just not able to get the job done. Tucker Barnhart striking out on a pitch in the dirt to finish the game. And he was doing a good job. That at-bat, I don't know if you saw the very last at-bat Tucker Barnhart had, batting from the left side, just fought off a ton of two-strike pitches. The, The count was one ball and two strikes for a very long time to Tucker, and He stayed alive, stayed alive, and I'm like, ooh, maybe he's going to do something here. But in the end, struck out on a pitch that looked to be ball three to me. And that was kind of the nail in the coffin that was Tuesday night as the Reds lineup just couldn't bring him around. And that's been a theme all year. Can't get the hits whenever they need to. It's, It's another thing that you look at and you're just like, man, they're fun, but. There's so many things. Like when we look back at this season, there's going to be so many things that we talk about. So many awesome things. So many fun things. So many fun memories, players, moments, all of this stuff. But there's going to be this cloud that hangs over it of what if. What if this had went the other way? What if that had turned around? What if that hit had fallen? What if that ball had been caught? Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, that's... (laughs) that's down the road way depressing we're going to take a quick break going to be right back got a few uh sponsors want to shout out and then we'll take a look at some more good stuff 
Have you checked out Locked On Fantasy Football yet? Fantasy football players, you need to make sure to listen to Vinny Iyer in the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. Vinny gives you the edge because he's been doing fantasy football. He's been covering fantasy football for over 20 years. Don't listen to the same stuff that everyone else is listening to in your league because then you're going to be just like everyone else in your league. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead both on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked On Fantasy Football. It's on your favorite podcast provider that you can find the Locked On Reds podcast as well. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, Blue Chew. You've heard me mention Blue Chew here on this space before. It is a chewable form with the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that you're getting the good stuff. Are you looking for a performance boost in the bedroom? Blue Chew can deliver that to you. And with this special introductory offer through Locked on Reds. You can go to bluechew.com and enter promo code MLB. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping and your first order is free. When it comes to Blue Chew, you can take it any time of day, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. And you can be ready whenever the opportunity strikes. That's promo code MLB at BlueChew, like B-L-U-E-Chew.com. For your first order free, you just pay $5 in shipping. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Reds podcast today. If you're like me and you've been dialed into the Reds here lately, but you're wanting to get ready for the NFL season, look no further than Locked On NFL. With host Brian Peacock, you also have the expert analysis of a former NFL scout in Matt Williamson. They bring you the league each and every day, and they are on Fire, one of the most listened to NFL shows this past week on any podcasting platform. Check him out, Locked On NFL, to get you set for the upcoming season. This is the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Wednesday. Hump day, happy hump day to you, listener, listening to this podcast episode. want to thank you, you personally, the person with whom these words are going into your ears. Thank you so much for listening because without you, I'm just talking to myself. And while I do that on a daily basis anyway, it is nice to know that there is someone on the other end of this listening and enjoying what I have to say because I do love the Cincinnati Reds and I'm glad that you do too. And you know what? If you're a fan of another team and you just so happen to be listening, maybe checking up on the Reds, maybe your team is about to face them or maybe you just hate the Reds and you want to hear what some crazy guy is talking about the Reds. I don't know. Thanks for listening to you as well. You guys are why I do this, and I have an absolute blast doing it each and every day. Make no mistake about it, I look forward to this each and every day. I'm just very honored that you chose to listen. And when it comes to the rest of this season, as the Reds look to be fading away in the playoff race now with their third loss in a row, There are some things, and I mentioned this on Monday's podcast, some guys that I want to see get a lot of playing time. We've talked about Josh Van Meter playing at second base, 
and maybe Jose Peraza, and that got really cloudy here with the addition of Freddie Galvis. And, of course, Freddie Galvis hits a single in his first at-bat with the Reds. He pinch hit in the ninth inning tonight and was able to get a single. But there are reports that came out that said that he's going to be mainly playing second base. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like he needs to be thrown into a shortstop rotation. But then again, I don't run the team. I'm the guy you're listening to talk about the team on a day after they lose 3-1 to to the Nationals. So with that being said, I feel like Josh Van Meter has earned more of a shake than he's getting. They're talking about he's going to be playing in the outfield and things like that. And maybe they want to see. Maybe they look at Josh Van Meter as a solid bench bat for next year, but not necessarily their everyday option. And if that's the case, I'm okay with that. I'm a little worried about how much of a shake they actually gave him so that they could figure that out. But if you're telling me that Josh Van Meter is a guy coming off the bench, he, he's shown the ability to play in the outfield as well as second base, then that's fine. That I, I'm okay with that. But I got to know that Freddie Galvis is here for more than just the rest of this year. He's got a club option for next year for $5.5 million. But do they see him as the shortstop answer? Doug Gray wrote a great piece over at Red Leg Nation, just kind of kind of unpacking all of the news that came from, and, and they were really coming from Bobby Nightingale and Mark Sheldon, some quotes that they had of David Bell and looking at things like that. And, you know, Freddie Galvis, of course he's going to say, like, just give me a glove, I'll play wherever you need me to play. He's a player, that's what he should say. But at the same token, he needs to be in the running for the shortstop. I feel as though Josh Van Meter, if he's given a full shake, will... And I don't know why I keep saying full shape. Whatever. If he's given enough of, of an opportunity at second base, I feel like he could be the guy. It just seems like they've got so many players that they can put in that second base position that it's like when you turn on Netflix and you're looking for a new show. And maybe you watch one episode and you're like, yeah, whatever, that's fine, sure, whatever. Let's see what else is out there. Because there's so many options. And maybe that's just to say that all of the options have seemed mediocre so far to the Reds. Who knows? I don't know. It, it, it is nice to see that they went out and they got a guy like Freddie Galvis because it shows that they are open to adding whatever they need to add. But I don't want that to take away from some young guys who have had the opportunity to show what they are and in such a small sample size for the Reds to already make a decision on them and say, you know what, they're not our everyday answer. That's just me. That's how I feel about that. Who knows, Freddie Galvis could hit a home run every single game from here on to the end of the season, and I will look like a fool for even thinking what I just said. So anyway, we're going to jump in. I'm gonna, I got a call that I want to get to real quick from the Lockdown Reds line, and then we'll close it out for today. Hey, Jeff, it's Matt from Chevy. Uh one calls a couple of comments you know just finished watching the uh, Nats game you know I, I feel like this season we hadn't necessarily been getting the quote unquote the bounce of the ball you know I, I'm really hoping that next season we're going to see J.R. House make a few 
hopefully a lot better calls as far as sending runners home and not sending them home. Uh, last night, you know, Votto missed the, uh, the, the two feet from, from tying the game up. The, the afternoon game, Votto got rung up by Angel Hernandez on several pitches. I just feel like we're not a playoff team and we're definitely not getting the bounce this season. I think we have a lot to look forward to in 2020. So, uh, I don't know, man. Love the podcast. Talk to you later. Matt, thanks so much for the call. Appreciate you giving me a call. I think you've called before. So, hey, recurring caller Matt from Cheviot. Appreciate the call. Uh, JR House, man, like, I, I tweeted out on Monday whenever Joey tried to score from second on what really ended up being a ball to shallow center field in a very athletic Victor Robles. I mean, Victor Robles has looked at as a future all-star, future cornerstone of the Nationals franchise. And it's not because he has a weak arm. It's because he's got a good arm. He's a good player. And for whatever reason, I don't know if J.R. House threw up the stop sign. I've not like looked back and seen if there was any kind of video of what J.R. House was doing there at third base. And if maybe Joey Votto just went of his own volition or, or what have you. I don't know. Both of those guys, J.R. House and Joey Votto, need to understand that Joey needs to stop at third. And really, that's that's pretty much par for the course for anybody on this team. Like, they've got a couple of athletes, they've got a couple of fast guys, but outside of Billy Hamilton, I'm not sending somebody from second base on a shallow ball to center field. Just not doing it. Because Joey was out by such a wide margin. I can make that throw. From center field. I'm not saying that I'm good. Because obviously I'm the one that's talking to you on this microphone. I'm not out there playing. I, I'm not good by any stretch of the imagination. I had a terrible arm in high school too actually. Uh, if I'm being honest. But uh, the point is. Joey was thrown out. By such a wide margin. That you just look at that. And you're like. The third base. Coach. J.R. House. And it's funny because I just remi- I was just reminded of Mo. He used this example for something else, but I'm going to borrow the example here. Like, J.R. House just needs to, like, set himself on fire or something and be throwing up the stop sign while he's on fire if that's what it takes to get Joey Votto's attention to stop at third base. Because you stop that, I fully believe that the entire complexion of the game would have changed. If Joey doesn't get thrown out of home in the first inning, the Reds had gotten a first home run or, you know, leadoff home run from Jesse Winker on the very first pitch. They had momentum and they were able to kill that momentum very succinctly by Joey getting thrown out at home. And, and this wasn't really something that I ranted about a ton on yesterday's podcast. And that's kind of on me. I should have ranted a lot more about this. But, Matt, I appreciate you reminding me of that. And I'm with you. Next year's got a really bright look to it. 2020 is going to be a very bright year. I fully believe that. But I'm absolutely with you. It seems like whenever there's been a chance for the ball to bounce, it's bounced the other way. It's bounced away from the Reds in 2019. Maybe that means that the ball is just going to continually bounce to the Reds in 2020 who knows but i'm with you jr house needs to tighten up that decision making if that is indeed the case if it was joey acting of his own volition joey i love you man you're one of my favorite players ever i've got your jersey 
you're awesome. You're a goat. You are the goat. You're you're the best. You're the smartest hitter that the Reds have ever had in their entire franchise history in 150 years of playing baseball. That being said, the smartest hitter in in the Reds franchise history needs to understand when he needs to stop at third. And that's all I got on that matter. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. I appreciate you. Make sure that you are subscribed. Hit that button on whatever podcast provider that you are listening to this right now. Also, hit us up on Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And add the LockedOnReds line number into your phone, 513-549-0159. Thanks so much for listening. Tomorrow be Thursday. We're going to wrap up the series with the Nationals as they play a little bit of an earlier game. Not really an afternoon. I guess it's kind of a late afternoon game. They start at like 4 something, which... That's always weird, but whatever. Series finale, Steven Strasburg against Trevor Bauer. It's going to be amazing. On Thursday's show, we'll have a little bit of throwback Thursday action as well as wrapping up the national series and taking a look at the series this weekend with the Cardinals at Great American Ballpark. This has been the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.